0: everybody welcome to another edition of entertainment relief i'm jp and i'm jacob and we're here to talk about some interesting things that have been going on i know this is a little late of an episode but that's because we're busy people we, we do take a lot of time
1: hey things happen you know uh it, we're sorry we're gonna try to do better that's all that we could say uh you yes, know what it, it, it and it's been really busy and Good thing that we did it when we have, because there's a lot that came out this week, too, late in the week, too. We tried to, you know, record, but uh, things happened, and uh, here we are.
0: Amen to that. So let's get into some interesting topics. Like, let's talk about Mr. Josh Weedon, shall we?
1: Yeah, you know what? I've seen on Variety came out with a, a pretty good article about him and how, how a lot more actors and crew members of previous projects that he was on are coming out and saying that his behavior is very unacceptable but because of the position of power that he has they really can't say anything and that sucks i am so glad to know that joss whedon is getting absolutely no residuals no royalties whatsoever for the Zack snyder's justice league oh no
0: he's getting zilch and everyone is loving it like everybody sits there and say to Zach do not watch this movie it is pure shit it's not crap it's not duty it's shit and they're right you know Josh came in every rewrote everything and redid everything when he didn't
1: have to it doesn't make sense just because it wasn't his vision doesn't mean that he shouldn't have played around in someone else's uh wheelhouse their project you know I mean, Zack Snyder put together that entire universe with Man of Steel and then Dawn of Justice, Batman v. Superman. This was supposed to be his next movie, the best project to open up the DC EU, And unfortunately, it, it sucks.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to bring out a next generation of so many things. And then, you know, tragedy happened and like everybody. And then here's Josh going... I got corporate behind my back. They're gonna approve everything I do. And guess what? Here you go. It's crap.
1: It's kind of like Ryan Johnson coming in, Star Wars saying, oh, there's an established nice universe. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do my own movie. Exactly. No disrespect to Ryan Johnson, but that was just awful. Yeah,
0: we're not gonna go there. Yeah. Uh, So, so, but yes, Josh is not getting any royalties. He's not gonna get any, like, credits for this whatsoever. This is all Zach and his crew, his production company, and everyone's like, why is he spending $70 million to redo? I'm like, because there was so many editing and everything that was going on that they needed to do this, and I'm so happy to see it. I can't wait. I'm excited. You're excited. Let's get going.
1: And then also uh, Warner Brothers announced uh, with the J.J. Abrams partnership that they have that he's rebooting Superman. I have no accurate clue if this is going to be a reboot. I don't think they should, but they did say the Superman project is going to be a part of the DCEU. The only thing that I can see them actually doing correctly since they do have a good an actual comic book writer writing this this project. The only thing I do see is that maybe they will follow some kind of continuity that he could be in Robert Pattinson's Batman universe.
0: That's the only way I could see that. And that's the only way I want to see it right now in my mind and
1: my feelings. Um, it's like, see, who are they going to get? Nicolas Cage? No, they actually want Michael B. Jordan.
0: Whoa.
1: He yeah, was actually that in would be a good one. 2019, I believe. They had early talks of doing a reboot version. This was, of course, before the Snyder Cut was announced. And they thought that it was, they thought that universe of Justice League was dead. So What are they going to do? They greenlit the Batman, the Matthew Reeves one with Robert Pattinson. Why don't we just reboot everything? And that makes sense. However, I think it's too late in the game. The only thing I see why that was greenlit, a a quote-unquote reboot, is because Zack Snyder said after he's done with his Justice League film, he's done with DC.
0: I get that, and he has a right to be done. You know, he's done it all, and you know what? There's too much pressure. They're putting way too much stuff on him. I can walk away, too, after... Yes, he is done. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, I would like to see it. I think, you know, it's time for more diversity in the MC... Or, sorry, DC Universe.
1: Yes. Michael B. Jordan would be a really good pick. However, I like him better for Jon Stewart, Green Lantern.
0: I agree with that. I think he should be John Stewart, Green Lantern, over Superman.
1: I think... A uh, person of color. I mean, I, I'm not going to be upset if he's if he's chosen as Superman. I mean, that's a great role to have on any resume. There's there's a lot of potential that they can do with that. And you know, speaking of diversity, they also announced that Blue Beetle movie will be coming out. And they I forgot the director who is going to be who is pegged for the the job, but he is also uh, a Latino director. However. Most of you might not know, he's a very unpopular character, or a not really known character, I should say. I well, should take that back.
0: I heard that Mr. James Wan is supposed to help with the Blue Beetle movie.
1: Yes, I, I think that would be the perfect way to introduce this character. Honestly, get some, you know, action quality, or to make a, a lesser known character popular. Because look what he did with Aquaman.
0: Well, Aquaman was popular to a point, and yeah, they made fun of him, like, all through it. but this was great. Jason Momoa killed it. James Wan killed it. I agree. This character is, again, so a little backstory for Blue Beetle, if you guys don't know. There has been two Blue Beetles. The first one was a man who didn't have any powers. He's very smart, and he made inventions and did all these things. This, This is about the second Blue Beetle. Where it's a scarab machine that's connected to yeah, it's like to, it's
1: like an alien prosthetic almost. It is. It's
0: like an alien prosthetic and it's on Jaime Reyes' back. That's who is uh Blue Beetle for this. And I agree, it's time for diversity. We need a we we need a Latino superhero. We need to see more people step up.
1: We need black Superman.
0: Oh, I'm gonna go that far, but that's just me.
1: That's I'm here one. for it. If Michael B. Jordan is offered the role of Superman, I won't be upset.
0: I won't be upset either. But I again, I would rather see a black. I'd rather see a black James Bond over a black Superman right now.
1: Well, I'm just going to go on record for saying I think Henry Cavill should still be Superman.
0: Oh, hands down. But I agree. The Blue Beetle. Here it is. With Blue Beetle, we finally get a Latino superhero, and we get a kid who comes into his own. Who's able to do everything? He's got these amazing. This like Scarab is learning from Jaime. He's talking to him. It's like Venom, but in robot form.
1: Okay, but all like, right.
0: The, the the Scarab doesn't know what what it means to be what it means to be sarcastic or any of those things. It's learning from Jaime, like Jaime's learning from it.
1: Like a Venom slash like Vision s character that gets morphed onto a human body. That's cool.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And to be perfectly honest, I would like—I can't wait to see it. I'm—I'm um, I'm hesitant, but I'm also maybe they're gonna knock it out of the park. And there's a lot of great Latino young actors who would be great for this role. I don't have a list. You—I don't know if you have a list, but I'm not gonna go there.
1: I don't have a list, but I do have a front runner who I think is most likely gonna get the role. Okay, who? I think it's gonna be the kid that plays Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. He would be perfect. I, I, th- he's just off the top of my head. Who I think a, would be uh, a great, a, a good solo role for him uh, to be a leading man in, and that would I think he could do it.
0: I would love that. I, I would think that would be great. I think that's a perfect way to bring in his own solo career away from Cobra Kai. With the
1: with the next thing uh, I was gonna talk to you about is that there's big rumors uh, from the MCU stating that. Jennifer Lawrence is the favorite for Sue Storm, the Fantastic Four.
0: Oh yes, please love, love her. Please. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm, so, I'm drooling.
1: I'm drooling. Well, well, not that I I don't like that. Obviously, she was Mystique in the Fox X-Men universe. And now that Disney owns Fox and they own X-Men, they brought in Evan Peters to Doppelgang Pietro in Wandavision. Uh, I'm just wondering how they're going to make that work if they do. I mean, I'd be really bummed out if Emily Blunt didn't get the nod for Sue Storm as well. I mean, her and her husband, John Kaminsky, or uh, I think that's his name? Krasinski. John Krasinski. My apologies. He, I think they would be a perfect Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm.
0: Okay, I understand your concern, but look, look at all the people who have done it. Look at mr chris evans who was johnny storm in the first two and then here he is being captain america let's not yes. forget michael b jordan doing john storm and then killmonger where he killed it as that character there's exactly. so many doppelgangers in the mcu that have done great and i'll be honest with you i i would love to see emily blunt and john krasinski in together again doing it being the couple that they are you know what i mean but to be fair, Jennifer Lawrence as Sue Storm would be even better
1: if Jennifer Lawrence is casted ultimately. Let's just say that means I would say that they're going to go younger for Mr. Fantastic.
0: They have to, they have to. So, I think they're just, they're just going to do a younger cast altogether, and which is my opinion, probably smart just a little bit.
1: Well, you're going to get longevity out of these uh, actors, so I think that's a good move on their half, too. A little bit disappointed. That Jonathan Krasinski and Emily Blunt, if they're not, because I do know that. Oh, well, we both know that they have had meetings at Marvel Studios, uh, multiple meetings actually. Who knows? Maybe yeah. they could. Maybe they could show up as other other characters, other key players. We don't know. We'll find out soon. Uh, I oh, just John think
0: might, that. No, I think John might even be Captain America in a, in a different universe.
1: He could be Hydra Captain too. Oh, don't don't tease me. Oh yes. So, yeah, they could be in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, We don't know yet. All we know is that they've had multiple meetings with Kevin Feige at Marvel Studios. That we do know for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's get into uh, WandaVision, shall we? Speaking of uh, multiverse situation.
1: Spoiler alert for those. This is always going to be a spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the newest episode, eight, get out.
0: Pause. Don't talk, don't listen. Come back to us when you've seen it. If you have seen it, here we go. We're going to talk about the last two episodes. Here we go. Yeah.
1: So in episode seven, uh, we're. Monica Rambo has now turned into Swords, given name of Photon. That is not her name. Her name is Spectre. That is her preferred alias.
0: Yeah. Spectre is the name I'm going with. Photon sucks. Moving on.
1: <laughs> um yes we got to see
0: the the true mastermind of this entire situation and it's none other than agatha harkwell she is in the mcu she is a witch she she's an old old witch she comes from a long line of family who is witches or sorceresses and she's taught a lot of like if she's taught a lot of people in the MCU who are witches. And on top of that, she's also very close with Mephisto. Yes, but, she does
1: work for Mephisto, yes.
0: Yes, she does. But what got to me was we got to see an end credit finally, a real end credit, not like a little tease or
1: something like that, an end credit and with the, it. And the reason for that is compared to the first previous six episodes, in those eras of TV and time, there were no end credit scenes. So now in the modern family, uh, which was when Iron Man was made with the first end credit scene to be in a Marvel movie, now they've allowed for end credit scenes to happen.
0: Which is awesome. I love it. But I love the fact that we got to see Pietro again and everything one more time. But starting off episode eight was when we got really into everything. Again, spoilers.
1: Background, uh, this episode was all on Wanda's history in her life. And I love that they actually went into these scenes in her life that we we found out. uh, We actually got to see the scenes with her and Pietro growing up and talking about their experiences and why they hate Tony Stark. Because the bomb came in on their house, killed both of their parents, and then the, the bomb never went off, and the only thing that they remember from it is it said Stark Industries on it.
0: But yeah, then, Here's the thing. Wanda made sure the bomb didn't go off. It all Wanda. It started when she was a child. She already had her ability.
1: Yes. and Then it shows when they volunteered for HYDRA for the experiments. All we see from the camera angles is her step into the room and then her fall down and they're baffled they don't know what's going on but she survived being in that room where all others failed and died and that's where the mind stone unlocks the rest of her power
0: oh that was awesome to see the mind stone do what it did to unlock her abilities was amazing
1: well, I'm hoping that uh, since this show has followed the House of M comic book line with their chaos magic, and they do acknowledge chaos magic in this, yes, I do. that it, it could be a kind of a reverse thing that they're going for, because in the House of M, there's a point where Wanda is just so sad and depressed uh, from everything that's going on in the world, in the universe, that she says, no more mutants. And it's just her and her immediate family mutants that are left at high power now they can do the reverse thing and now that she can just say now let everyone's latent abilities be released
0: yeah but here's the thing so let's go let's go with door number three if i remember correctly so they go through door number three vision she's wanting to bury vision she wants to give the love of her life proper burial but sword goes we own him not really. If you want to be technical, Tony Stark owns him, which means Pepper Potts Stark owns him. So you, sir, need to talk to Mrs. Stark. But forward,
1: she also like, says too that she is the next of kin.
0: Yeah, and but you know, it, it's an it. He's not a human, you know.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of it just doesn't make sense, and it leads me to believe that Hey Director Hayward is the the main villain behind all of this that he could be just mephisto or nightmare i'm leaning way more towards mephisto because of the children the children in the comic books are parts of mephisto's shattered soul and that's what he needs back in order to gain her chaos magic so exactly. that's what i believe is the main villain it's just hayward in disguise
0: well you know here it is you but here's the thing, you you and I talked about this before we started recording. Is this in the flashback when we saw her come in, take vision, she didn't do that. She just came down from the from the roof, down, I can't feel you anymore, cried, walked away. Now that's where we're starting to question what's really going on.
1: Yeah, well, they say that she stole Vision's body, and when she has flashbacks in the show, she sees his floating corpse, basically. So we're led to believe that she actually did steal his body. And when they're in the hex, there is the vibranium that they're tracking in the hex. So we have nothing left to assume, but she did. Now, according to her, she never actually took his body, but she reanimated him from her memory and her sorrow, that was her chaos magic working. This vision that is in the Hex can't leave because he's a manifestation of the Hex. He's not real. And that's probably why he was starting to disintegrate and he has a mind stone because he's actually not real. Exactly.
0: And this is where for me as a fan is loving all these twists and turns We thought we had a theory that was plausible and true. Nope. Here you go. We we just tricked you. Damn. Maybe this is what's going on. We'll find out. Next week's the last one. It's the finale. And this one was a longer one. Have you noticed? It was like 45 minutes.
1: Yes, they are progressively getting longer and longer as they go, which is perfect the way they should.
0: Exactly. So here it is for me. When we finally figure out the final one and Agatha figures out, who wanda really is and at the ending she's scared she is literally scared of wanda she has all this magic she is scared of wanda because of what she is this true scarlet witch they finally said her name that, well here's the thing they didn't have a code name for her they never yes. did well they never uh- said
1: it in recent past they weren't allowed to but since they have acquired fox and all of their properties which is uh, the x-men properties they were never allowed to use scarlet witch they were never allowed to use their mutant names so she is they are now allowed to say her name they are allowed to say mutants and everything else and they even they brought it up in the show too uh who is our main target uh wanda maximoff she doesn't have any other aliases no any other cute nicknames no why they're, they're, they're making jokes at themselves. They were
0: themselves. teasing us. They were dangling that big, going, ha ha. Well, they also,
1: in this show, give a lot of fan service by answering a lot of fan questions by having the characters in the show ask the questions. Like, Agatha even says in this recent episode 8, oh, that accent just comes and goes when you please, doesn't it? That's something the fans have been saying for a long time from movie to movie, as from Age of Ultron to Endgame, that Elizabeth Olsen has been slowly losing her uh, Sokovian accent, which is rightfully so because her character probably was in hiding so long she had to pick up a different accent.
0: Which is understandable, and I love the fact that she called about that. That was freaking hilarious.
1: There was a call about it, and then Agatha also says, you know, I couldn't manifest your brother because his body's on another continent and it's full of holes. So, again, we've all been speculating and theorizing how, like, why is Evan Peters Quicksilver here instead of Aaron Taylor Johnson? And that kind of did a quick explanation. I'm not satisfied with that answer, but.
0: I love that answer. I think that was a perfect answer for the situation. Then we got another end credit scene that made me go, oh, shit.
1: Yes, we got white vision now. Sword had created their own vision or they put him back together after deconstructing, reconstructing. And Hayward says, we now have a little piece of her magic to reactivate him.
0: But here's my feeling on that because of this, I've got a feeling we might see after it, if WandaVision is going through with the movie, which we all know it is. Oh, sorry. Another breaking news. They are making a Wanda, Maxima, Wanda movie. A a Scarlet
1: Witch solo movie.
0: Scarlet, Scarlet Witch solo movie.
1: That could be Ultron finally coming back. That is one thing that the MCU and Marvel Studios kind of has done wrong, in my opinion, is for the most part, up to Thanos, they've been killing all their villains.
0: Ultron cannot die. Yes, that's true. The reason why is because he has one piece of technology, he can live. He regenerates himself. He's able to fix the problems and be better. And that's what they're trying to do. And I'm super excited for that, and I hope they keep running with this, because Ultron is one of the biggest baddies they have.
1: Well, yeah. He is. And, and to, but my point is that most, if not all of the main villains that our, our heroes have are dead. And usually in the comic books, they're reoccurring characters. They always escape from whatever prison they're in, or they regroup and lick their wounds, what have you. And I think now we're going to come across more powerful foes that will eventually go in like their wounds and come back because it exactly. that's what we more need revenue. we
0: need that now no more killing yeah. let's let's see them so let's go ahead and talk about
1: spider-man let's get uh, let's get into the nitty-gritty I was gonna say, let's
0: talk about the wall crawler shall we now, since we got other mcu like universes going on we got yeah, let's spider-man what is it uh
1: no way, no home. way home
0: no way home Uh, It's the
1: official title. no. The
0: official title, not the 18 different versions that they were talking about because somebody named Tom Holland can't keep a secret.
1: Yeah, no, it was funny that Marvel Studios put out that little skit of the, the main trio of Tom Holland walking out of director John Watts' office saying, he did it again. I don't know why he would have done that. I I, I don't spoil anything, and they're all just trolling <laughs> they, him.
0: Let's go. You uh you spoiled the last one. You spoiled the first one. You spoiled Endgame. You spoiled the video. Shall we continue?
1: Yeah, him and Mark Ruffalo are the worst spoilers of all time. Uh, it's they it, really I mean, are. But it's funny that they love were. Love. Yeah, they they were allowed to do like the troll the internet. That was kind of funny. With recent interviews that he's been giving out, I mean, there are there. I think they're on break right now but they're going to go back and finish the rest of the film. And he's just getting bombarded with questions left and right. Like, uh, is Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in this film? And he keeps denying it, denying it, denying it. But, stick tisk, we know better, Tom. We actually, JP and I both know through our sources that both of them have been on set, at least. Yes,
0: and there's a lot of other people been on set that we haven't, you know, heard of apparently people are this is again they are starting to keep everything so close to their chest it's amazing i love it and they're waiting but when you have a spoiler a leaker like tom and mark it gets harder and harder
1: yeah i, I mean i get it that they were given a lot of false information uh Tom Holland couldn't even read the the whole script he had to read it in sections that that's, that's no protection that's protection for the company i understand <laughs> he's even gone on record to saying stuff like this i think with its release hopefully they will commit and stay to that christmas day release i hope they do i hope no more projects are delayed I'll just leave it at let's, that.
0: Let's hope, let's pray. But I'll say this right now. So after this movie's done, Tom is taking a break. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's no longer under any contract for any company, any anything after this Spider-Man 3 film, which is good. He deserves it. He's He's been very busy this past two years.
0: Three. The last three years he's been very busy.
1: Yeah. Uh, he deserves a time off to go live his life a little bit, explore, You know, do whatever he wants, basically.
0: Yeah, he deserves it. He's a 24, 25-year-old kid who's not been able to live, really, in his 20s. And you know what? He's like, I need a couple years off. I want to go live. I want to go have some fun. I want to go snowboarding. I want to go dirt bike riding. I want to try some stuff I am not allowed to do.
1: Yeah, and just, I think he deserves it at this point. And uh, he also did share a funny story that he bombed his Star Wars audition for the sequel trilogy. He apparently auditioned for the role of Finn, the Stormtrooper, and he was four or five auditions in and he kept blowing it because his audition partner that he was with kept doing the droid noises for BB-8 and he kept laughing hysterically. He couldn't keep himself together. And that's ultimately what did not get him that role.
0: I blame the partner. He probably did different. He probably went... You know, he
1: probably changed it up every time. I bet you it was JJ Abrams, too. I'm not gonna lie, that would be hilarious if it was. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just thinking that it would be funny. But we we hope the we hope everything that he does, wish him well. Uh and he he said that if uh Marvel and Sony want him to come back and do ten more Spider-Man films, he's game. But yeah, we some think time he's,
0: a he's the great, he's the middle child, like the middle.
1: Man, you know, he can do
0: Peter, he can do Spider Man. You know, he's the best had, one. We had to- Toby Maguire, terrible Peter Parker, great Spider Man.
1: Oh, I disagree. Oh, I no, think no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Better. Reverse
0: that. Reverse that. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Terrible yeah. Spider Man, great Peter Parker. Yes, Andrew sir. Garfield, great Spider Man, bad
1: Peter Parker. Yes, uh, that is 100% sorry, I accurate. Missed, yeah, that,
0: sorry. But I feel that's a great way to go for Tom. Take a break, enjoy life a little, come back, be ready to start and train and do everything more.
1: Also, uh, keeping along with this Marvel parade that we're on, after WandaVision is finished, we're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I mean, I do know, we we both know pretty much what the plot and the synopsis is, is that they have to team up with Zemo and they are going against... Flag Smashers, that's what their main uh, antagonist is. Yes. In a lot of the, the preview trailers, the teaser trailers, we see that Sam Wilson doesn't feel worthy of the title of Captain America. But we have to remember that Steve gave him that shield. He passed it on to him. It could have gone to Bucky because in the comic books, both Bucky and Sam take up the mantle of Captain America at some point. It could have gone to either or. I think it was right to go to Sam in this case because Bucky is still trying to deprogram his Hydra brainwashing out of him.
0: Okay, with the comics, you got to remember, Captain was in the ice, Bucky took up the mantle, but Bucky had to stop because he got too old. That's what happened in the comic. Okay. okay? So Bucky is the anomaly like piece of this. I love, I love when your soldier, he needs to stay around. But he couldn't do it anymore, so they moved on. But when Cap died after the comic book Civil War, he passed it on to Falcon.
1: I think you're wrong right there, because as far as I remember in the in the novel of Civil War, they all tackle, or the, the citizens of New York tackle him. EMTs, policemen, firefighters, they tackle him because he's about to kill Tony Stark. And they said oh, this is wrong, and then well, he passes it on to Bucky. It's in Civil War. It's Bucky, and at the no, end of Civil War two, at the end of Civil War two, Iron Man dies, but it's not by the hands of Captain. I...
0: Well, I remember, like I remember hearing, like I'll have to. We'll have to re. re- we'll, we'll
1: have to research that one out.
0: But all I know is that Sam takes over no matter what, and he becomes Captain Falcon, taking on a huge mantle like that. Any mantle, you're always going to question yourself. Am I truly worthy? You know, like Dick Grayson taking over for Bruce finally becoming Batman and then so forth and so on. Keep it going. Like Terry McGinnis taking over for Bruce and Batman Beyond. It's not a mantle that's easy to take. It's hard. Mm -hmm.
1: Agreed. And it's like someone that's huge. That's a great analogy. I I think so too. Uh, However, I think that with everything that's given, just from what we know, From the trailers because I've actually this is one of the the very few projects I have not asked around about because I genuinely want to be surprised.
0: Yeah, this this project I I told most of my sources and friends I don't want to know anything about it. I want to watch. I'll ask you questions after the
1: fact. I'm really happy to see that Marvel is introducing the young Avengers in each project. Yes. In each project they're being introduced. I, I I can't wait to see that. Do you think Billy and Tommy in WandaVision are going to have one more age up to be teenagers with the rest of them?
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think so. I hope so. But here's a question. You had a theory. We talked about this theory for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that you were talking to me about before. Can you you redo
1: that? Revisit that for a sec? So, yeah, there was a theory that I had seen on YouTube from this channel – the super Carlin brothers. They're really good, talented guys. Go check them out. They, they talk all kinds of nerd stuff like us, uh, Harry Potter, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever. A lot of Disney stuff too. But they had a good idea that maybe that shield that old man cap gives to Sam at the end of end game is possibly enchanted because Steve Rogers goes back through the quantum realm with, the sto- with all the Infinity Stones and Mjolnir, because he's got to put everything back in their proper timelines. Now, maybe when he went to go put the Ether back into Jane, he may have talked to Thor. This is just how the theory goes, uh, but maybe they traveled to Neville Deer, I believe. I know I'm butchering that planet name wrong, but it all of you will know it from Infinity War for the place that Thor goes to make Stormbreaker because it is a star with two rings and that's where all the god weapons come from. So maybe the metal is now infused with Uru metal and it's possibly just enchanted to be worthy of Captain America, not Steve Rogers or not like that, not the way Thor's Mjolnir hammer was enchanted.
0: I like this theory. I think it's a great theory. Those guys have a really good strong theory. I'm we'll find out soon. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset
1: if I wouldn't be upset if it wasn't right. Uh, I'm curious just to see how they take that with the mantle of Captain America moving forward. Uh I just think that it would be cool and I know that you for one would like to see just something outlandish. <laughs> like your <Right>. theory? <laughs> your theory on this?
0: Okay, so my theory is this. Everyone keeps asking how did Cap get a new shield? Well, you know, he did go back to the 1940s after World War II and everything, and he married the love of his life. And so he went to Howard Stark. Howard took care of him. Howard gave him the new shield. This is my theory. The shield is still from Wakanda, but I think Wakanda has some abilities as well that isn't just from the meteor or, or, you know what I mean? From, from. I'm talking about uh, the name of the shield,
1: the metal. Vibranium.
0: Thank you. I was having a brain fart, people. It happens, I'm old and I get hit in the head for a living. But, you know, with the vibranium, there might be more where you do have to earn it in a way. Just like cool. But here it is. I feel that there is something that we don't know yet and that we're gonna find out in the series with the shield. And I hope to find out something.
1: Well, I, I actually do like this theory that he went back in time because he's he does essentially goes to live out his life after that, a quiet life. And it does make sense that he could go to Howard because in Captain America, the first Avenger, he asks about the shield and he's like, oh yeah, it's made out of vibranium. It's the last of it. Well, if he went back in time after he went and got frozen, he can easily go tell him like, look, I'm from the future. There is, Wakanda's got plenty of it. All we got to do is not let everybody know that this is a scarce resource. If we go down there and make good friends and allies with them, they might give us some or you can just buy it. So uh, okay. I I like I like that idea. That it's it's very plausible.
0: But again, we will find out with the Winter Soldier and Falcon series coming out a week after uh WandaVision.
1: Yeah. And with that, we just want to see uh maybe a Chris Evans series where Captain goes back on adventures of putting back all the stones where they belong. Oh, that would be the
0: greatest thing ever.
1: That, that could possibly be the contract that he returns as captain just to tell that story.
0: If he does, that's the smartest move he's ever played in his life.
1: Or maybe perhaps with all the mutants entering, maybe he can do a Captain America versus Wolverine movie.
0: Vibranium versus adamantium. that makes me happy. Happy, happy, happy.
1: Now, if we are to believe that a project like that could be on the table and say that JP and I have actually heard of this and there's some castings that are going around just thrown out there. I'm not saying that they're out, that they're there. Who do you think should be Wolverine in the new MCU? Well, names are being
0: thrown around constantly, but there's only been two names at the top of the list every single time. So, Jacob, why don't you do number two and I'll do number one?
1: So, actually, with, this is going to go hand in hand with Jennifer Lawrence's rumored casting, or her a favorite. She's the favorite, let's just say, that there is also another favorite for Johnny Storm. The favorite for him is Dacre Montgomery. You know him as Billy from Stranger Things. He was the muscular dude with the mullet that died at the end of season three. And he was also the Red Power Ranger in the Power Rangers reboot. Now, we both know that he has a Marvel contract on the table. However, it's not signed because he is holding out to be Wolverine.
0: He seems like a good pick for it because he does have an attitude. He was great in the Power Rangers series the movie, sorry, the movie, not the series. And on top of that, he fits a build, you know, he fits a look of Wolverine, but there is somebody else who's being thrown up there. Number one, because he's good friends with Mr. Hugh Jackman, who was Wolverine for 20 years. And that's another, other than Karen Eagerton.
1: Yes. That is the proper way to say his name. I butcher it every time.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. That's why I said you do number two. And as I'm doing number one, now, okay. here's
1: the thing. I
0: pick him as number one, along with Jacob. The reason why we pick him as number one is because of the fact he, look what he's done with Kingsman. Look what he's done with Rocketman. Look, Eddie and the Eagle, you know, he's a great talent. And on top of that, Hugh Jackman even says, I would want to see him be Wolverine over me. You've got Hugh Jackman, who's six two, six three, and you got Egan, uh, Terry Karen. being. Five foot eight, perfect size. You know, Wolverine is five foot four in real life in, in the comics and everything. Five foot eight would be a perfect middle ground for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the comic book Wolverine doesn't understand why Gene Gray didn't love him over Cyclops. That's why. Hype, motherfucker. Hype. We both believe that Taryn is perfect for this role. He has he's young, he'll have the longevity. He's got the build, he is already in great shape, and he can do a lot of his own stunts. So I don't see why he wouldn't be perfect for it. I think Dacre needs to take the Johnny Storm position. He could be used in future and bigger, bigger Marvel movies to come with Johnny Storm.
0: I agree. I think I think he plays a better Johnny Storm, but again, we won't know anything until we hear something first. Until then, it's all speculation and what we feel.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. So what what do you guys think? Do you guys think, should it be Taron to be Wolverine? Do you think it should be Dacre who should be Wolverine? You know, we want to hear from you guys. What What do you guys think? Or, you know, is there someone better? You know, did we miss the mark completely? Is there someone that we're overlooking? We want to know.
0: Yeah, please tell us. We we want you guys to be feeling like we're not going to take you guys for granted. We are. We are not going to take you for granted. We want you to be part of this. We want you to tell us, well, we really think this person's better over everybody. I'm like, ooh, I did not think of him.
1: Exactly. That's what we want. Uh, we want to we... be
0: shocked. We want you guys to be part of this.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. As always, with my buddy JP here, I'm Jacob. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming to your weekly trip to the ER.